7 to 8 p.m. Sport on with Tabi Somosia. I mean, first of all, thanks so much. Um, it's, it's an amazing feeling, you know. Obviously, I'm honored not to just be captain, but to be part of the team. You know, this is every player's dream, and I'm living it now. So, that's yeah, a wonderful personal achievement. One that comes with lots of responsibilities, but one that I've done before. So, I know what what I need to do, and there's a reason why they selected me. You know, so I just need to do what I've been doing. Obviously, just to and you know pass on the message to the players, you know, from the coach and stick to our game plan, you know, because once the game is on, you know, you get sidetracked by a lot of things, you know, so that's my job is now just to keep the players focused on the job at hand, you know, stick to the structure, stick to the game plan and obviously off the field, you know, just have a nice, you know, camp without any negativity, you know, and obviously the main thing is, you know, for us to be together as a team and be united. So, and I feel, you know, in the past, you know, we let ourselves down, we campus a bit split, mm. you know, so hopefully we can get that uh, sorted now. And I mean, it's a, it's a new, it's a new bunch of players and youngsters as well. So that's where myself and the other senior guys need to step up now and, you know, make them feel at home. Because I know a few years ago I was in their shoes, you know, I know how they feel. They're obviously nervous. So I just need to make them, make, you know, them know that everything will be fine. You know, they just need to stay focused and do what they called to do. Good evening, everybody. Thank you for staying with us here on SAFM and for joining us on SAFM Spot On with me, Tabisa Musia. Velele Mnyandu is uh, producing the show and Kei Jibutloko is in technical. We have opened with a clip from the newly appointed captain of Bafana Bafana, that is Ronan Williams, who talks about the big role that lies ahead as he leads the national team in the two World Cup qualifiers against Zimbabwe in Harare on Friday afternoon, as well as Ghana here at home on Monday the 6th of September. And we'll be focusing on those qualifiers this evening on the show. We're going to speak to the team doctor of Bafana Bafana, Dr. Tsepo Mulobi, about the protocols put in place for these camps, especially after we saw some positive cases in the previous two camps of Bafana Bafana. So the doctors are the most important people now in these days of COVID besides the players. So it's important that they get everything right. So let's find out how they're going to be able to manage everything, especially considering that um, they're here and then they have to travel to Harare and then they have to come back here and play Ghana here at home. So the doc will speak to us. He'll also give us an injury update on a few players. We do know that uh, player number 24 was called up to the squad. That is in Jabulongobo of Kaiser Chiefs as cover for Mutobim Vala. So the doc will also give us an update then on that scenario and that situation. And then we'll go over to Zimbabwe to find out about their readiness ahead of the big game against Bafana Bafana. Is it still a big game, Zimbabwe and Bafana? Surely it's a big game. Let us know what you think, but we'll go over to Zimbabwe to get the thoughts there and also talk about the big story because some players in the English Premier League have not been allowed to play for their nations because either the countries are in the red list zone or the red zone list or where they will be playing are the road red zone countries for COVID. So we're going to find out how this has affected Zimbabwe, not only Zimbabwe, but also Ghana who play Bafana Bafana on Monday. So we're also going to be going over to Ghana to find out more about the team they've put together for these qualifiers and what the expectations are and 
You can send us your voice notes if you want to weigh in on any of these conversations on 061-4104107. That's the number for voice notes on WhatsApp, 061-4104107. Or you can call us directly on 011-714-2006. But before all of that, let's catch up with the PSL referee, Akona Makalima. She has been shortlisted as one of the candidates for the next FIFA Women's World Cup. That one is in 2023. It's a great way to end Women's Month. So she's going to tell us what this means and um, what happens from now on now that she's been uh, shortlisted as, as one of the candidates and i mean um she's made the list of about 50 there was a huge list that was put out by fifa and then that list has been trimmed now so it's 55 match officials nominated for this world cup they were selected from a group of 750 female referees from what we've been able to see so ref akona makalima will speak to us uh, shortly after this break if you have any questions any comments for her also send us your voice notes to 061-4104-107 tabiso musia on safm and uh, the ref, Akona Makalima, joins us on the line. Good evening, Akona. Thank you very much for speaking to us tonight on SAFM. Good evening and also good evening to your listeners. And how are you doing? I'm fine, thanks. I almost said Mr. Ref, but I'm fine. Thanks in I you, Ref. I am Mr. Ref. Okay, <laughs> I'm Mr. Ref. Are you used to it by now? Yes. <laughs> so you don't correct people when they say Mr. Ref? I did to, to one lady I was officiating the HSL, and this uh, lady was like, Mr. Rat, can I draw you there? I said, yeah, <laughs> I'm not Mr. I'm, 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 I'm referee. Call me referee. Let's <laughs> put a gender in it. Wonderful. <laughs> she laughed. <laughs> Wonderful, referee. We love it. Well, we've brought you on because you've been shortlisted as one of 55 officials that could be officiating at the next FIFA Women's World Cup. And we know that officiating at a World Cup has always been your dream. What was your immediate reaction when you received this news? I, you know what? I was jumping. People thought I was lying. I said, somebody <laughs> asked me the first question. I said I was jumping on top of the bed. <laughs> I jumped. I screamed. I prayed. And I was like, yes, dreams are valid. I received this news and it was in Mozambique when I received a call from my HOD and say, Akuna, congratulations, you've been nominated. They were like, HOD, if this is a prank, please, I'm not ready. I'm preparing for my match. <laughs> <laughs> and it turned out to be true. It turned out to be true. He sent me, I said, please email me. I want to see that email from FIFA. Mm. Send me the email. <laughs> and why is it so big for you to be officiating or to be nominated to officiate at a World Cup? It's because at the World Cup, I believe that officiating a senior World Cup should be the feeling. It's the feeling. It's like getting at the apex of, of refereeing. I believe every that is the toppest that you can go, that is the higher you can go. So being nominated and going to that, to those competitions, it would be like my biggest achievement. And I know in 2019, you had a chance to, to officiate in France, so you could have been in the running, but you opted to go to the US. What, what was happening then? You know what? Um, I don't regret, I don't really regret that decision because I, it was 2018. So mm. I remember, um, having to make that decision, and I was like, okay, you know what? This is a life-changing opportunity. I also need to set your life after football. Mm. And what if this opportunity doesn't come again, um, where I'm going to be meeting with people, developing my skills and everything? And then again, I was like, I am still young in football. When I count, I still have a, 
quite a number of AFCONs that I'm going to go to. I still have these years I can go to to the World Cup. So let me take this opportunity. If I don't go to the World Cup or I don't get an opportunity to go to the AFCON again, at least I'll use this experience that I'm going to acquire and the wisdom that I'm going to get in the U.S. to inspire a woman that will go to the World Cup if I do not go. Mm-hmm. And, so and for I, those who don't know, what exactly were you doing in the U.S. at the time? So the U.S., the program is empowering women through sports. Mm. It's basically like they are looking for women who are like breaking barriers in their fields, in their fields, in their respective fields of sports. And they would say to everybody, what is broken in your community and what would you want to do to fix it? And now that you are a corner and what you are doing, what are the additional skills that you need to help your community and to help the girls in your community? And what is it that is broken in your country and how are you going to fix it? Mm-hmm. So mine, I was like, okay, cool. I am a graduate of applied, I've graduated human resources and I've applied and applied and applied and I get exhausted of applying because I was not getting a chance of, I was not getting employed. Maybe you are called for interview, but you don't get the job. So when I took an opportunity that, okay, let me use wrestling in some form of like, make it, let me make it a career mm. and not a, and not really a, maybe a hobby that pays me. But let me take it as a career and took it serious. And now wrestling is paying my bills. It's taking me all over the world. And I'm very comfortable in wrestling. So um, I thought about the other girl, maybe actually in Ramahuanyi but I was thinking exactly mm. like, you know what? It is the end of life. I have my degree, but what else can I do? I'm not getting employment. Uh, what else can I do? Use football as, uh, maybe you can use football as a tool to take you out of the situation. It might be football, it might be rugby, it might be whatever. So when I went there, I was like, at least I can inspire somebody that can go to the World Cup or I can inspire the next woman to use all the skills and all of that that I've been acquiring. So you get there to be mentored by executive women in sports. Some of us were being mentored by Billy Drinking. Some wow. of us were mentored at Fox Sports. I am, I am, I was being mentored at Gatorade in mm. USA. So, yeah, so you get all of those experiences and the people, and I am still in contact with everyone that was part of my class and the sisters that were before me and the sisters that after me. So it's a very good network for women. So I don't, this is why I'm saying I don't really regret that. And today here I am. And you've kicked on from there, Ref. For those who are just joining us, we are speaking to uh, referee Akona Makalima just about being shortlisted to officiate at the next FIFA Women's World Cup. And she's just talking to us about what it means for her. And uh, I wanted to say you've, you can send us your voice notes, by the way, folks, to 061-4104-107. has been a great year for you too, um, Akona. You were at the KF Under 20 World Cup, Kosafa Cup. I mean, how, how do you look back at the year so far? You know what? As you guys were calling, and I'm, I, was, I was listening to the ad, I, look at, I was looking at the back of my door and reading basically everything that I wrote and my plan for 2021. And I'm looking at all the ticks that have already started, even coming this 2023 World Cup nomination. It's written here. And then I remember that all, goal, all the goals are achievable if you put your mind into it. That's what it means to me. That put it in, if you put your mind into it, you write it down and you work towards it. And you are not doubting anything. You don't doubt yourself. And you just shut down all the negativities, focus, 
everything is achievable and forget about what people say about you what is important is what you put your mind into it and you know i i always say to myself work hard if you work hard trust me anything is possible there is just nothing will go wrong when you work when you work hard and on that note, how do you describe your journey as a match official? I mean, what's contributed to you reaching this level? I can tell the passion, the passion and the belief is there. That's a good start. Yeah, you know what? Let me tell you something. It's a roller coaster. Sometimes up, sometimes down. Sometimes you feel like I can't do this. Sometimes you feel like fired up, like, you know what? I'm going to do it no matter what. Um, so it has always been like that. I have my lows, maybe. Um you see a whole lot of negativity maybe on social media or maybe you've made a uh, maybe you've made an incorrect call mm. and everything gets negative and all of a sudden you look at where you come from and the road that you've already traveled and you then again start firing up again start affirming i do a lot of self-affirmation i affirm myself i don't care who says what i look at myself in the mirror in the morning i start looking at myself i talk to myself i affirm myself every time when i feel like i am down I have my music that I play and say, you know what, you've got a beautiful story. And now I have a new song that says, Akona, you are an African dream. So it doesn't matter how high, how low I am, I always tell myself that I am an African dream. Wonderful. And talking about being an African dream, I was surprised to find that Safa has never had a candidate referee at the Women's World Cup. Is that correct? And then what does this mean Mm -hmm. then for the Safa women referees? Very true, very true. You know what, for me, it says that, um, it says that, one, Safa is going towards, is driving to, is going towards a very good decision in terms of development of women referees in the country. And I'm not going to say, um, because it is me who is going. I would have said that, I can even say that even if it was somebody else who has been nominated, because for South African Football Association to have a woman nominated to go and represent the country, it means there is something that they are doing well. And also in the future, I'm also hoping that maybe there would be a three-year going up to, 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 to represent South Africa at the World Cup. So I feel like all the opportunities that are being presented to us, we need to use them carefully. We need to not take them for granted, but work harder. And who knows? Anything is possible. And when I say that I am an African dream, I mean that um, we've seen like uh, Stephanie Fortner doing a big game in, 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 in her region, in her country, in all of that. And I also feel like in Africa, it's high time we also have women that are officiating at that level, at CAF competition, at CAF uh, Champions League, and all of that. So if ever there is not going to be a woman, this is why I'm saying if there has never been a woman, and then I am that dream for Africa. Because Africa wants to see their female races officiating and making it high. And not only show up at the, uh, at the World Cup, but compete at the World Cup and not just adding numbers at the World Cup, but mm-hmm. compete up to the final. So that is why I say I am an African dream. Okay. I am working towards to break that dream. Wonderful. And we've got a voice note that's come through on 0614104107. For those just joining us, we are speaking to referee Akona Makalema. We'll find out now what it takes, what it will take for her to make the final list. But let's take a voice note that's come through here on 0614104107.
would she, why what is her input about var would she ever be okay comfortable to officiate a game that she's been assisted by a var referees secondly um what game has been her biggest challenge to in officiating maybe either a national team or a local clubs playing what would she point out to say this was a difficult game that she was ever involved in it is bramoro in bloomfontein Okay, thanks for those questions, Bramoro in Bloomfontein. I've noted them. David Nenzo on Twitter says, You go, girl. Nothing is, is impossible in life. Keep our flag high. That's actually Sajin in Denza. How Sajin, can you have an English name? And then Wandi Lemtana says, PSL ref Akona Makalema is a true reflection of dedication of women in football. This is a milestone of women excellence. She must embrace this opportunity to make the nation proud and continue to empower women in the game. Maybe you can just respond to that message, uh, ref. Um, the message was, how would I officiate in a game where there is VAR? Am I correct? Yes, that was the question from Bramoro. Yeah. Bramoro, uh, one, I don't think for me it would be a problem. I am a referee that, that talks a lot already in the field of play. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, basically, VAR requires you to talk and explain your decision. So I do that a lot before VAR. Uh, basically, when I talk to players, I'm a preventative referee. I prevent. That is why I talk a lot. So when I give a card sometimes to players, most of the, um, I would say, uh, number 13, I'm giving you this card for maybe a workers' tackle, right? And then I write it down. Maybe I'm giving you a so-and-so spa, and then I write it down. And then VAR requires that so that they can check that you are giving a correct sanction and then you are giving the correct number. So for me, it's not going to be a problem. Maybe um, I'm going to struggle a bit when it comes to maybe I need to go check again on TV, on, on, on the V-Box, and then I have to come back. I think it's, it would be only those things. But um, I think I'm a fast learner. Most of the referees are fast learners. So I don't think I'd have a problem with it. So is it, is it VAR that makes the decision or is, the, is it the referee no. that makes the decision? It's a referee that makes the decision. VAR can only advise. But then does that not influence your decision when VAR advises? No. No. VAR would say, we think, Akona, there is something that you want to see. Come check it out. You come, you check it out, you look, you ask for the angle that you think it's, it's good for you, you check it, you check. If you are happy with that decision, they won't say, with, uh, this is the decision. Mm-hmm. You are going to look over there and then you have to go and make a decision. Okay. He also wanted to know, is there any tough game that you've officiated or what's the toughest game you've officiated? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Quite a number of them. I think he ate was Cape Town City Golden Arrow. Why? <laughs> it was a fast game. <laughs> Very physical. And I was like, oh, my God, am I being tested over here? <laughs> but you know what? I always tell myself that you rise above the game. It doesn't mm. matter. It's boring. Rise above it. It's a medium game. Rise above it. It's a difficult game. You don't show it on your face. You must always look like you're enjoying it, even if it's hard. And then you must always be assertive and be very strong. So that game was very difficult. But yeah. <laughs> And and when you give them these cards and you write down, maybe I'm booking you for a dangerous ta- tackle. Don't they, don't they chip back these players? Don't they always have something smart to say? No, I don't. I don't. I don't do. I don't do tea and coffee with players. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> I tell you, um, you know, especially at the PSL level in, in the Black Africa, why not I have tea and coffee with players? They are, they, are, they are like professional players. They should know the sanctions. They should know the decision that if I do this, this is going to be a stepping of a promising attack. And I don't need to explain that to them. I don't need to be having a chit-chat with them. So I don't do those things. So they don't talk back to you? Even if they want to, they do. They talk back, but you ignore them or you work away. Aha, that's the you best. don't give them that. You don't give them a space where they are going to be coming to you and chit-chatting, talk back, mm. and all of that because they will just step here. But do they have respect? Do they do they not make you feel like you don't belong on the field? How are the players? I would be lying. I've never received a a day or a game where I feel like these guys are really disrespecting me or they're questioning if I'm qualified mm. or something like that. Oh, I remember one day in Cape Town. I gave a player a red card. Mm. And <laughs> he then? showed decent. Unfortunately, uh, he was like he was like using abusive language. I was mm. like, no, no, you can never talk to me like that. Never. Mm-hmm. This is this is the first and the last time. And that was it. But in the you know, shame. I, I I'll be honest. I receive a lot of respect from players. I think I also respect them a lot. Wonderful. That's good to hear. And as we wrap up, I know it's a big evening for you with the G-Sport for Girls Awards also taking place tonight. Before we get there, in terms of timelines now, Rev, what is needed for you to make the final list going to Australia and New Zealand in 2023? Personally, for me, I feel like I just need to be consistent and Mm -hmm. working a little bit harder, more regular game time. That is all what is needed for me to to make it to the final to the final to the final list, and now I need to take each and every game very seriously because when you are a candidate, you are like having an eye of an of, a, of an eagle. Everybody is watching you, and you don't know who is watching you. You cannot afford to make mistakes. I need proper preparation for everything, and I need to make sure that. I try at my level best to avoid injuries and mm. work even harder and harder. That's it. That is in my control. I need to prepare. I need to. I need to read my laws. I need to be fit. That is in my control. And the things that I don't have control over, I I don't care about them. But if I work hard, I push. Trust me, I am going to the final list. I am not even saying I'm a candidate. I'm saying I'm going to the World Cup 2023. Oh, we're gonna put it out there. If you put it out there, it's gonna happen. Let's. let's yeah, I'm writing. It, it is already behind my door. Oh yes, you did, say, you did say. You did yeah. say. When I woke up in the morning, before I opened the door, I look at it and say, "Girl, you're going there." This plan was written in 2019. Yes. And you, you are you coming full circle coming. now. You've got a big <laughs> night. I mentioned that the G-Spot for Girls Awards. Where are you nominated? What are your expectations? Oh, my God, my people have voted for me. We voted, we prayed, and I am praying that I'm going to bring the award home. Mm. So my award is the Star Star Award. For for some of us who follow you on social media, we know exactly why. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's very funny being a referee, and then all of a sudden you you are nominated for a Star Star Award. So I'm really grateful. I look forward to it. That's good. Football it was a tough competition. It mm. was a tough competition. I'm so crossing fingers and praying. Yeah. Okay. Inshallah.
God will give it to me. Inshallah. We wish you all the best, <laughs> Rev. Thank you. If he doesn't give it to me, there's still next year. I'm still going to look beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> and there's still the Women's World Cup that's coming up. So we wish you all the best. Thank you very much for speaking to us. We've enjoyed talking to you tonight and all the best. Thank you so very much. Good evening. Thank you, referee. PSL ref Akona Makalima there. So for those of us who watch the best league in the world, we obviously know who she is from watching the PSL. Let's take a break. We're going to move on to national team matters now after this break.